reach out and hold on. Psalm 95 says this, Come let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God, the great king above all gods. In the, in the hand are the depths, in his hand, excuse me, are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his, for he made it and his hands formed the dry land. Come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our, our maker, for he is our God. And we are his people, the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did at Meribah, as you did that day at Massah in the desert, where your fathers tested and tried me, though they had seen what I, what I did. For 40 years I was angry with that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they have not shown, known my ways. So I declared an oath on I declared on oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. No. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Because he's faithful to us. He is faithful to us. Uh, and I'm going to have to break down and start wearing glasses, I think. <laughs> or get bigger print. Maybe I can get bigger print. Gosh, I thought that was pretty big print. I'm through with this, but I, I am going to have to do that, I'm afraid. Last week, we had 24 uh, brave souls who came out here, and we, we held a church service. Some people that came were from other churches that came. Uh, I'm guessing that the people that came probably were from Baptist backgrounds, as hard as it was raining, you know. <laughs> Uh, Baptists aren't afraid to get out in a little water like we Presbyterians would be. Uh, but we had a great time of praise and worship and prayer and community and sharing with one another and uh, just uplifting the Lord's name and, 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 and reminding one another how faithful he is even in the midst of what all was going on around us. And we knew that things were going to get worse. We knew that the Florence, the storm, was going to pass us, but we knew things were going to get worse. And I asked some of the folks who were here last week to share with us ways that they had experienced God that week in preparation for the storm. And I'd kind of like to, just briefly, just maybe four, five people, to share with us now how, and maybe we need mics again, uh, to share with us again how how you saw God work in your lives this week as the storm passed, as we knew the floods were coming, as people got a little, you know, anxious, irritable, uh, worried, uh, their whole characters changed perhaps. How did you see, how did you experience God this week? Anybody want to share, willing to share? You, Jason? 
Okay. We uh, had a couple that we know from when we lived in Pennsylvania. They lived in Aberdeen, and when they had an evacuation uh, there, they we extended our home to them, and so they're with us even as we speak. <coughs> I wanted them to come to our church, but they went to their church, so that's uh, that's fine. And uh, we, it's just amazing how uh, how God is taking care of the situations. We came back from Lancaster, South Carolina. And I guess it was Wednesday, Monday, and my <laughs> wife, we got lost in Nichols, South Carolina. <laughs> you can't get there from here. And, uh, but God was uh, willing. We called friends of ours, and they knew a person who lived in Nichols. And uh, she said, stay put, come over, and I'll show you the way out. And so even uh, her shortcuts, she had to turn around twice because those roads were blocked, but we got to 501 and then came in on, on 22. And, and thank God for George. He said, you better get back on Monday because <laughs> you won't get back if you wait. And that was very, very true. But uh, uh, they had people go out to our, the people who are living with us at their home. And we prayed for their home uh, many times. And it looks like the water just got to their garage door. Uh, we're not totally sure, but it's not like a raging torrent or two or three feet of uh, water in their home, which just requires, as many of you people probably know, you know, taking the drywall out and, and preventing it from, uh, from mold. But God, God is good, and uh, he answered our prayers. Good. Thank you. Anyone else? <laughs> Mike and Mars, both hands went up at once. Yeah. I have had help. Yeah, you're on. Just hold it up close. Okay, now you can hear me. Yeah. God has been in our lives a lot the last few weeks. Uh, had a tough time still losing mom. And on the back side of that, we were home four days and had to evacuate the first time. But we had family we got to go to. We got home unpack, put everything back where it belongs, and the next day, National Guard, knock, knock on the door, you gotta leave again. This time we had to leave quick, so we weren't able to move things like we wanted. But God has helped us so much. Wonderful friend from this church has opened their home to us, and I can't express what that means to us. And everybody else in this church who has been texting and sharing, there is so much love in this church that God has given me the strength I didn't think I would have. And I know I will get through this, and we're together, and we're safe, and that's all that matters. Amen. Praise God. Uh, Who does uh, what she said. <laughs> <laughs> she about summed it up. Although, uh, some of you probably know I, I work in a grocery store in the deli, and I have seen change in so many people. Just their spirits willing to help, willing to do do whatever, and just volunteering to do things. And people from work, customers, everything. It's just amazing how God works. And I just want to give you thanks. Go ahead. I wasn't going to about that. Boy, that's typical. Um, <laughs> anyway, I wasn't going to say this, but my heart started racing, so I'm figuring, okay, God, but um, 
Um, when I came back on 22, I was on 22 on Tuesday night, about 8.30. And uh, it was storming, heavy rain. I didn't want to be there that late, but I had gotten on the road at 7 a.m. from Kentucky, and I was still on the road at 8.30. Um, there was a car in front of me, and I tried to pass that car several times, and the car refused to let me pass. And I was really ticked off at that car. I mean, I mean I'm being honest with you. I was, like, aggravated as it turned out. I really believe that that car was an angel car. I know that sounds crazy, but if it wasn't for that car, when I slid behind, I thought, all right, you're not going to let me pass you, then I'm going to slide right behind you. And um, there was a stalled truck in standing water on 22, pitch dark, no lights. There was an elderly man standing out beside of it. And um, if it wasn't for that car at the last minute swerving, I would have hit that man. And because of that, I actually... I, I really believe that was a car that, you know, so anyway, I just wanted to say that. Whether it's a, it was a human or an angel, who knows, but that car saved me. Thank you. Our next story is similar to Jason's. Um, we were coming home from Virginia when, um, well, it took us six hours, no, nine hours instead of six. And we kept running into flocks and had to get out. And GPS doesn't work when there are closures. <laughs> so uh, we were getting a little bit, uh, you know, concerned. But we stopped at a place, a little uh, convenience store, and a lady pulled up beside me. Now, I could um, could have easily looked the other way, but I rolled my window down and, and she opened the door and she said, honey, where are you trying to go? <laughs> and I said, the Myrtle Beach area, Little River. And um, she had just come from Dillon, from her job, and she oh. gave us a little bit quirky directions, but they worked. And we got to 95. Great. Great. A lot of people are God's hands and feet Amen. when they do that for yeah. us. I've heard several people say that. One more, one more, and then we'll, I think we'll share every week here for a little bit because we're going to have ongoing stories. We've got Gladys right here, guys. Shane's mic. Shane's mic. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Um, you sound like Shane. I do? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I believe God was in my situation from the beginning. Um, we didn't know where to go when it was going to hit. Um, we have dogs. Uh, we were heading for Georgia, and then a state of emergency came for all the co um, counties in Georgia. So my daughter, who is a police officer here in desperation, said, Mom, I have the four dogs and nobody to watch them. Uh. So I knew where I had to go. So up to Amy's, we went with nine dogs. Um, she oh had to God. stay at the police station. Her husband's a, a prison guard. He couldn't come home from the prison. So we managed that. And through this all, we were able to um, get along. There were some stressful times, but um, we cooked on a grill in the garage <laughs> with the door open. We fed the neighbors. And also had a great prayer time with Suzanne and I and my daughter with her stepdaughter and her boyfriend. So uh, God is working in Amen. all of this, and Amen. I just praise his holy name. 
He is. He's way ahead of us, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I said nine dogs got saved. <laughs> One little thing. We're going to do it. Okay. I'll try to do this fast. Um, but everybody that knows me, this will be very hard. But real quickly, um, I had a, everything worked well with me. I was in the evacuation zone, so everything was great. But um, had a dear friend of mine that's worked with me for 20-some years and um, lost his house completely within a couple hours. And the only thing that they had was some clothes on their back and four kids. And um, so I had the opportunity to um, throw it out there on Facebook. So it took me about half a day to go, where do I start and how do I reach people that can just help me help them, you know. Um, so I started out my Facebook page is to give like Christ. So believe it or not, I collected $3,000 for this family fast, and I have um, clothes galore, brand new clothes to, I mean, the people that are giving, I mean, these shoes and the, and the shirts and the everything just was hardly even used, and, and um, people in this church are, are giving. So I just want to thank God that that is awesome. I love it. I love that opportunity for social media that I can do that. So we're on our next mission now is to, you know, help people clean up. So I just want to thank you. give that. Thank you. All right. I want to turn this over to Shane because he has some exciting news for us. You got me? You got me now? Can you hear me now? Remember that commercial? Oh, mercy. Well, I can tell you that I don't feel like George or Stefan. And I'm not, I'm not big on preaching because I'm not a preacher. But we are going to present today. And uh, I want to read Isaiah 25 to everybody if I could. And just start with that. And, you know, when I, I, think, of, I think of the situation we're in. And uh, you know the phrase is, man, it's always worse for someone else. You know, there's always something worse for someone else. And, and I think of Noah, and I think of the people then, of their flood. And there were no survivors, except for a few. And I think of God's power on one side, and then I think of God's restoration on the other side, and it just takes me to Isaiah 25. So. It's a little long, but I want to I read it and make this something that I feel is, has significance. Isaiah 25. I just want to leave with prayer first if I could, though. Father, in this room today, we've got a lot of hearts that are uh, confused and uh, still thinking and, and, and regurgitating, Lord, that everything that happened and, and trying to get their feet back underneath them, Father, and... Uh, and what the next day holds and the next week and month and where they're going to live. And, and, and there's a lot of confusion. And, and Father, through the midst of this, we just ask here in this body, Lord God, that we would um, come into a clear vision of what our purpose can be in the community uh, for each other. And um, truly be hands and feet, not just lip service, Lord, but, but truly be hands and feet. And Father, I just ask that you just um, guide our steps that we would lead with foresight and not our foreheads. That when we did have to step out in faith, that our eyes would be on you and not off of what some other place they need to be, Lord God. So just um, bring us to a clear vision this morning. 
I ask that all hearts and all minds are attentive to what's about to be said. There's a lot of stuff we need to go through, God. And uh, we just ask for you to be at the beginning, in the middle, and the end. In Jesus' name, amen. So Isaiah 25. Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you and praise your name. For in perfect faithfulness, you have done wonderful things planned long ago. You have made the city a heap of rubble, the fortified town a ruin, the foreigner's stronghold a city no more. It will never be rebuilt. Therefore, strong peoples will honor you. Cities of ruthless nations will revere you. You have been a refuge for the poor, a, re a refuge for the needy in their di distress, a shelter from the storm, and a shade from the heat. For the breath of ruthlessness is like a storm driven against the wall. And like the heart of the desert, you silence the uproar of foreigners as heat is reduced by the shadow of a cloud. So the song of the ruthlessness is stilled. On this mountain, the Lord Almighty will prepare a feast of rich food for all peoples, a banquet of aged wine, the best meats and the finest wines. On this mountain, he will destroy the shroud that enfolds all, enfolds all people, the sheet that covers all nations. He will swallow up death forever. The sovereign Lord will wipe away the tears from all faces. He will remove his people's disgrace from all the earth. The Lord has spoken. In that day, they will say, surely this is our God. We trust in him and he has saved us. This is the Lord. We trusted in him. Let us rejoice and be glad in his salvation. So what now? That's the question, you know? You know, and there's this process in our minds that occurs that, you know, in the midst of it, you know, what now? What do we do? What, what now? What's, what, where do we go from here? But there's a phenomenon I feel that occurs in our minds, and you see it really with social media now even more so. But when something happens, we, 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 we want to rewind it. We want to process it. We want to review, you know, and, and I, think it's, I think it's for a person that, I mean, for a reason that uh, we need to own it. It happened to us. It occurred. But we want to we review it, you know. Like, for me, <clears throat> my biggest disaster in life was uh, at six years old. When I was sleeping in bed at seven in the morning and our house got broken into and my mother was taken downstairs and tied up with extension cords cut from a, a lamp and all of her clothes were cut off and I was rustled into a little bedroom with my sisters. I said, what's going on? I'm six. I remember it like it was yesterday. I'm 50, almost two. But I remember, and I reviewed, and I still do to this day. That was my biggest disaster. So there's folks in this room that I know have bigger disasters than what they have today or what they've been going through now. And you rewind it and you reprocess it. And, 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 and it it's amazes me that the stories that are told here today Everybody left, right? But then everybody found their way back in. And it was just, it, it, we stayed because we were safe. Some had to leave. And we, everybody took their spot and, and where they needed to go prospectively. But it, it was really cool to hear the stories of how people got back in. Because you got back in for a purpose. You know? On August 30th this year, off the west coast of Africa, there was a tropical wave 
that was born. That's what they call it, a wave, a tropical wave. September 5th, that tropical wave grew to a Category 4 major hurricane. Still out there at arm's reach. We've seen it coming, but it was out there. On the 11th of September, they turned all of our roads backwards, and they sent them off the beach, and the evacuation process occurred. It's a six-name storm, the third hurricane of this year, and the first major hurricane of the 2018 Atlantic hurricane season. And her name is Florence. Nickname Flo. That's my wife's nickname. Okay. If anybody knows my wife, it's Flora, man. We call her Flo. So I kind of knew what this storm was doing out there. I had a schedule, a little. On the 14th of September, she made landfall just south of Wrightsville Beach, North Carolina, as a Category 1. Praise the Lord. Three long days. I mean, for me, and I know I'm just a rookie at this hurricane stuff, but George and those that have been here, it hung around for a little longer than the average hurricane would hang along for, and, and, and that's where that average 30-foot, that 30-inch rainfall happened, you know? Many areas affected by flooding. And I used the word experience flooding for a reason, and, 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 and I was doing my research here. It's pretty much over, right? Storm's over. Right? The end. Because when I, was, when I was searching the research on them dates that I just put there, I googled history of Hurricane Florence. And this come up. And I thought, man, it ain't even over. And they got this thing already finished. And you know, and the line that blows my mind away is that I'm going to read it to you guys. It says, the city of Wilmington was cut off entirely from the rest of the mainland by floodwaters. The storm also spawned tornadoes in several places along its path. Many places received record-breaking rainfall with more than 30 inches measured in some locations. At least 40 deaths were attributed to the storm, and damage is currently estimated at 17 billion U.S. dollars. The end. And I'm thinking... We ain't even crested yet. I mean, thanks for the information, but we're still processing this. So I'm thinking, no, Lord, this isn't the end. So what now? What do we do? We're a small church. We got 50, 80 strong. Our age group is random, but to middle-aged and older. And I'm thinking, what can we do? How can we be effective? I don't even know. We, I'm trying to guard my family and my own side and, and, and look out for everyone. And we're talking amongst the church leaders, and we're thinking, okay, you know, we, we got each other's back. And it was just like, you know, this, this thing was going to hit us it was going to change us, but we didn't know how much it was going to change us. So we just got to be ready. 
you know, with everything that's major in events, it could be anything. It doesn't have to necessarily be a storm. But in any major event, there's transitions that occur. There's things that happen that goes from one thing to the next to the next to the next. You know, you kind of finish up, you brace for the storm, and, and you put your sandbags in, and you're ready to go. And then 9-11, we're getting ready to sing for a memorial and do a, a memorial out there at the beach, and man, evacuating at noon. Cancel that, everything. And our lives just get flipped upside down. Not by choice, obviously, but they get flipped outside, and we react to that, and we, we're ready, and we do what we need to do, you know? But there's, there's, there's a transition that occurs. So one thing ends, and another thing begins. So to me, with thoughtful prayer, it's not the end, it's the beginning. And I believe that beginning is going to happen here at this church. Well, it's already started, but it's going to happen in a much bigger way. So in the midst of all this, it's a late night, about 8 o'clock at night, my phone rings. And I pick it up, and it's an old friend of mine. Now, I don't know, about 10 years back, 8 years back or something, we... We had an opportunity, and I uh, heard from my sister in Ohio, and she said, Shane, there's something really cool in Ohio we're doing. I'm a crack mom in this big tent, 20,000-square-foot tent, and they're traveling around the country, and they're, they're, they're leading kids to Christ by using the statistics that happen and occur every day in our communities around the nation from bad choices and bad decisions. It was called the 99. So I took this CD, and I went down to... Uh, my local church that I was going to there, and I took it to another prominent businessman down in Myrtle Beach, and I said, hey, what do you think about this? And they said, man, that's really cool. Let's bring it. So we did. So I got to know a guy for about a month and a half, and maybe a month prior to that, and he'd become a good friend through the process. So about 7, 38 o'clock at night, my phone rings, and it's my friend that I ain't talked to in like eight years. And I pick up the phone, and I say, hey, how you doing? He said, hey. How you doing? <laughs> and my friend asked me some key questions. Are you okay? I want to help. Time to prepare for what's next. We need to focus as a church. And at that moment, it went from a review. into a refocus and uh, we're going to share that plan with you but I want you to see a video of my friend in action uh, he's, not in the, he's not in the video he's kind of a behind the scenes guy and uh, he's already spent four grand on our church or what you'll see around the building, but not knowing any of it but me. And, but he's all in, and he's going to come, and uh, he's going to bring help. So let's, let's watch this video, and then we're, we're going to see if he'll answer the phone here in a second. But let's, let's watch this little video that shows a little bit what, what, what he does around the country.
That's my buddy. And I wonder what he's doing. I'm going to, uh, let me see what's going on here. Let me see something. Let me dial his number. See if he'll answer. Hello? Terry. Hey, Shane. What's up, buddy? Well, just uh, getting ready for church. That's good. That's good. Uh, well, I'm, I'm happy to be standing in church. And I'm standing in front of my congregation, and uh, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna share here shortly what, what what our plan is and what we got going on. But I just wanted to vocally introduce everybody to you because they don't know that you're coming and staying in our upstairs and gonna kind of take taking half of our building over and help us with uh, what we're about to embark on. But just just share your heart with everybody here. This is Terry Henshaw, guys. So if you could say hey to him real quick. Hey, hello, Renovation Church. We are excited about coming. You know, Shane, you know, as we've been talking, we feel like this is God's hour. This is God's time for the Carolinas. And, you know, my pastor always said, when you find people that are going through difficult time, when you find people that are having trouble, their heart will be open to the gospel. Just like we've seen in Houston, I found that to be so true with Hurricane Harvey that people's hearts are open to the gospel. And we've seen thousands of people come to Christ as we have blessed them with material items, but also spoken into their life spiritually. And, you know, the same, I believe, will happen in the Carolinas. This is God's time. You know, I, I heard a saying once that if you give a man a fish, <clears throat> you feed him for a meal. If you teach him to fish, you feed him for a lifetime. But if you lead him to Jesus... You change their life for eternity. That's the open. There's an open window right now. That's the opportunity that's here. So many relief groups come in in a disaster, and they just hand stuff out. You know, and, and many Christian groups, they'll even say, Lord bless you, you know, and they pray over them. And then they say, next, and they just run people through. But what we've discovered is that if we'll take our time, we'll speak into people's lives. We'll let them share and develop relationship. We bless their material need, but also speak into them spiritually and give them the opportunity to receive Christ, to let them know how much God loves and how much he cares for every person. Their heart is open right now. There's an open heaven over, over your city. This can be the greatest hour that your city has ever seen. Even though it's been all this devastation has happened over the last several years, this is God's hour. And so we have a great opportunity, Shane, to lead thousands of people to Christ as we're blessing them there on your parking lot. They're going to come to the well. They're going to come to your church. And then we'll have evangelism teams that will go out into the homes and bless people. And we'll train everybody how to do it because we've done it, you know, a number of times. This is what we do. And we are so excited to be coming. We're loading our trucks, getting everything ready. My phone has been ringing off the hook. With, with people that want to come and help, with, with teams that want to come and help from other, from other states, other churches. They want to join together. They want to join their faith with yours and, and help the people in your city. So we're excited. We're excited for you, Terry. Yes, thank you. We're excited to come. But hey, Shane, yeah. let me just say this. Every person is needed. In fact, I want you to say every person Every person. In fact, tell the person beside you, I think he's talking to you right now. I think he's talking to you right now. 
And then tell the person on the other side, I know he's talking to I you. I know he's talking to you. Because uh -huh. every person is needed that if everybody will join together, you know, and, and use their gifts, use their talents, use their abilities, we can see this amazing harvest. So, Amen. man, we're excited to be with you. And I'm, I'm right. leaving for the Dominican here, but as soon as I get back, our trucks are going to start rolling toward you. All right, bro. Well, hey, thanks, thanks for taking me a call. Hope you enjoy your church, and I'll, uh, I'll probably talk to you tomorrow about 10 things. <laughs> okay. All I'll right. God bless you all. Later, bro. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye. So as the waters were rising, we weren't just sitting here camping out and putting bags on our doors. We were preparing. And I kind of got in trouble for it <laughs> in a good way because if you've seen coming in the back there, we got a few containers. Kind of ruffled the feathers of the owner of this building a little bit. I think he's okay now. We met with him. So I think we're on the right page with him. And we got to pray for that guy. We'll get to him, but we're going to pray for that guy. Man, we are going to blow him up. Jesus is going to come into his heart so strong, he's going to go face down. He's a, but he's going to be a warrior for Christ. You know? But when we planned this, we didn't want to just limp out. We didn't want to take a running and then run into a brick wall. You know? We wanted to plan this. We wanted to. When we made this event occur and we wanted. It's going to be God-driven. It's going to be God-centered. It's going to be faith-based. It's going to be all about doing it the right way, keeping everybody safe, keeping everybody on, on point. Uh, so, so we made a plan, and the plan starts with God, obviously, and then with prayer, and then it starts with our facility. I mean, you look around this place, and it's a warehouse. And you've already seen a little bit of a transformation here with how it's going to be. So we've already got four or 40-foot containers out in the back. We've got a place to sleep for folks because they're coming from all over the United States. The phone is burning up. Terry sent one email out, and there's churches that are putting groups together. They're going to come with trucks and trailers and their own tithings and their donations and their gathered collected stuff, and they're going to roll east, and they're going to camp here, and we're going to go out organized with who we've lined up with. We're going to use our love. We're going to use our resources. We're going to use every person in this building that's been sitting here for the last umpteen years. We're going to fire this place up. Nancy, stand up. Nancy, there's a job for you. Stay standing. And I don't care if it's I don't care if it's prayer. There's a job for you. Can I count on you? No, 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 time out. More importantly, can God count on you? Okay, so if there's any doubt in this room, whether you're 10, we're older than Nancy. When you feel like you want to quit or you don't want to do something, look over there. Amen. It's going to be a long haul, but we got a plan. Right? right? Thanks, Nancy. Yeah. You know, Galatians, how do you say that word, George? Galatians. I said Galatians. I said Galatians the other day. They went, oh, man, you didn't even say it right. And I'm like, Galatians, Galatians, Gala, Gala, whatever, man. It's Galatians, okay? Put it up, put it up there. Hey. Hey. Hey, everybody on three, say that word. One, two, three. 
you all said it differently, so I don't even know. I, you guys confuse me. All right. But hey, in, in Galatians 5.13, yeah, it says, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. That's where the love part comes in. Okay? That's where the love comes in. We've got a pretty hefty name here at this church. I can unplug my phone now so you don't hear all my beeps and things. <laughs> but there's a lot of meaning in that renovation name. And we're about to get tested if we can even live up to that name. Ah, good attitude. But, but what I'm saying is, that's a pretty powerful name, right? We're going to see it, and it's yet to be seen. I got faith that we will. So here's my question to you. Are you ready? Huh? Was that a what? Oh, man, oh, man. You said Galatians better than, all, yeah. Are you ready? I mean, we're talking about kingdom work. This got to be, let me help. Mute me. Mute me. You can turn me back on. I was playing. I was playing with my son Isaac last night. We were wrestling. We're wrestling, and he's hollering, and Frankie's hollering. I'm like, Whoa! He, he, he stops. He goes, Dad, you hurt my ear. <laughs> and I said, I hurt your ear. He said, yeah, man, you screamed right in there. So I'm sorry. So what I want to share with you guys is the, the, the nuts and bolts now at this point. So, you know, focus in on this next part because I'm going to kind of turn, and we're going to go through it. So this is basically what our facility, and I say our, oh, I emphasize that because it's our facility, and it's God's ultimately so, but basically, here's who and what we got going on right now at the facility. Starts with prayer. Has to start with prayer every day. If not, we might as well just pack it up and go home. All labor and provisions based on nonprofit volunteers with organized assistance. And I emphasize the word organized. Because we're using someone else's building that we just lease. And someone else's property and someone else's tenant that's next to us. And we have to respect Everything that's going to be happening here, not only from a respect side, but we're going to have hundreds and hundreds of people coming here on a scheduled event, weekly, daily, truckloads coming in and backing up and unloading, workers coming in this door over here from wherever saying, we're here to help. Food, in, out, supplies. You see the white tape on the floor over there? You've seen that today, right? Just a little planning we were doing over there. We stuck that over there just so we can get a feel for how many pallets we can fit. That little area, 33. If we go too high, 66. We sleep. We worship with folks we never worshiped before, but it's going to be awesome on Sundays. Pallets in that back corner where them tables are. We'll be boxing. We'll be packaging. We'll be packing up. We'll have drive throughs like you've seen there. We'll be loading our own people up there out that back cafeteria door. This will be our shipment door coming in. The inside sanctuary we become a large storage area for relief and restoration supplies. Temporary, temporary worker accommodations, including feeding area workers. Terry got a phone call three days ago, and it was a text. And it said, this is cool. Terry Henshaw. Now, we've been blowing each other up. 
It said, he sent this text to me. He said, Shane, this is a pastor friend from Louisville, Kentucky. He sent this to me just now. Terry, our expertise is feeding people. We can feed 50,000 people a month. We, will feed, we, we have fed at Oklahoma City Tornado, Katrina, others disasters locally. The National Guard has asked us to feed them. The New Orleans Police Department called us to feed them. We do that better than anyone you could call. God gave us these guys. Give us a date to feed. We will bring our mobile kitchen from the Lord's kitchen and some food. You will have to supply the main source of food once we run out, and we will come and feed. I need to know by this Sunday, dates and locations, contact person. So we're going to feed some workers. If we get 50,000 workers here, uh, we won't. We couldn't. We'll be good for 50, 40, 30, I don't know yet. But we're going to work in coalition with, and we'll get to that. Showers and trailers, a, a missionary out of Georgia called Terry and said, hey, Terry, them, them, them shower trailers, laundry mat trailers, washers and dryers and showers and toilets, lions and tigers and bears, oh, my. They're going to be parked out in the front of this corner of the church because we happen to have a sewer hookup right outside this wall, and we got a water outlet, and we're going to run it down there, and we're going to be able to shower people, wash clothes. We're going to be able to help in a big way right in this front corner of this building. This door is going to come alive over here. It's going to be a door that's coming in and living and breathing right here with people in and out of it. Randy's got to even, no, no, we got the plan for that, huh, Randy? Where you at, Randy? Fix my mic. Am I turning? I need mics. What's up, Chris? We already have, but we're going to provide a laydown area for, for four eight by 40 foot steel containers. That's already done. Our forklift, before we get to the next one, our forklift. Anybody ever seen the movie Jerry Maguire? You enter, you out, you enter, you out, you enter. Show me the money. Show me the fork truck. You couldn't get one. Gone. Fork trucks, gone. I call. Rental car. I call. I call everywhere. Everywhere in South Carolina, I call. Can I get a fork truck that'll fit underneath an 84-inch door? Sorry, sir, we're all sold out. Man, we can't even do this now without a fork truck. Or we're going to be hitting Sue be out there handballing, Nancy out there with cases of water. So, but, but guess what? Our local little rental place right up the street. I should have went to them first because they're our locals. Shame on me. But I went there last thinking there ain't no way. They rented us their fork truck that they use for their deliveries and their unloading. They said, we feel your needs greater than ours. We would like you to just take our fork truck. So she calls over to Ford Fuel and she says, hey, you guys got your fork truck over there? Because we might be able to need it a few times. And she said, yeah, we got it. You're good. So he take our fork truck. So we got a fork truck. Yeah. We're going to give him a temporary office space, most likely the one with the shower. We're going to have Terry, and he has, he has people coming. He has his own team that comes, a warehouse guy that organizes, that is, I've never met him yet, but I just know through the 99, the, the kids he had running it, he was very structured, very organized. Everything was planned. It was pretty much like clockwork. It was pretty impressive. Uh, boxing and packaging, specific items for delivery. It's going to be hands and feet. Workers will be coming to help, if not us. Uh, but I want to stop there just for one second because I was impressed the other day, and I want to share something with you. 
And all glory to God for all of this. And I know the folks that I point out and, and I ask to stand and everything, and I know who they are, and I, they're, not, they're not glory seekers at all because we're not in the business for glory seeking. But George Bowling showed up here the other day, and, I, and I, I single out George. Yeah, I single out George not because George showed up, because he always shows up. It's because George asked his friend that doesn't come to this church that was willing to help do work up there and cut a door up there so we could put stuff up there. George said, I'm going to bring my friend. That impressed, that impressed me. And that taught me right then is there's nobody in this room that doesn't have a neighbor, a friend, someone that if they need it in a time of need, they can say, hey, man, I could use a hand. You know? I cringe because it's not what I'm going to say this in a way that God knows my heart and what I'm going to say, but even if you take God out of the equation for a minute, a friend will come to your help. And that's the mentality we have to have. Because right across that street is Colonial Charters. And right down the road is Aberdeen. And there's way more people there unchurched than probably churched. And there's way more people out there that want to help that they don't know where they can help. And all we have to do is be just like what Terry Henshaw did and ask the question. Can I help you? What, what can I do? What, hey, we need your help. Don't be afraid to ask for help right now. That's what brings the nucleus together. That's what binds us. It's the, it's the resin and the glue of the friendship that binds us. God will do the rest of the work. God will prepare that heart. God will lay it out in front. Them steps are divine whether we are friends with them and they're godless or they're godly. God's steps are already ordained. We have to bring ourselves to the courage. The quietest person in this room has to find the way to say, hey, we could use a hand at our church because we're really going to do something big and we're outnumbered. So as a church, we thought, we need to line up with somebody. So I prayed about it and, and spoke to uh, our leaders about it and uh, we did line up. Well, let's go to 1 Peter for a minute. Yeah. 1 Peter, I said that right. 1 Peter 4.10. It says, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Who in this room doesn't have a gift? That's what I thought. What we need from you is the courage to tell us what your gift is. To say, I'm good with this. I found our fundraiser team. Use your gift. Use your gift. Use your gift. Use your gift. I don't know you. Well, who are you? Yeah. John, I'm Shane. Nice to meet you. I know you got a gift. Good to meet you, man. Good you're here. I just don't know you that well. I've seen your, I just, your face is new to me. That's why I come to you. I don't mean to single you out, but, dude, you're, you're, you are a creature, you're a creature of Christ, bro. It's time to get it on. So, so let's, give him, let's give him a little look just real quick as a quick overview. Let's show him that little map that we made. So this is what our church looks like now. You can see the flow off a of nine. We're going to bring him in. Now, this has changed a little bit. I'm going I'm to evolve this a little bit because with the, the corner in the back there, 
We can't get the big semis around this corner. So we're going to back them in and jackknife them in this way, and it's going to work just fine. And then we'll do a loop around with all trucks and trailers for pickup and delivery around the corner. Obviously, you see the sleeping area and the shower, wash trailer off to the right down in the front corner. Um, it looks to me like we're going to use that 40-foot by 60-foot tent now in the front of the building. And we're going to... Um, set that up for the drive-through ministry and if this place gets if we need a week or two where it's a lot of aggression we got pallets coming to the roof we'll take church right out front okay we'll go right out there we'll go over we need to go we're going to do what we need to do the upstairs bedroom will probably be used or the upstairs office will probably be used um we're just trying to keep this side of the church muddy and dirty from workers and over here for them to sleep in this corner warehousing, and keep the regular part of the church still a functioning church because we're going to do church here too. We're doing Alpha. It's starting. They're going to clear you in. Alpha's still going to happen. And we're going to have maybe Wednesday nights with people coming Alpha we don't know from Kentucky. You know, we don't know yet. Or from Alabama or from Cleveland, Ohio. Who knows? But they're coming because, I mean, our phones are blowing up. We're like, okay, we're, you know, it's like a flood of love coming. That's what I mean. That word flood, don't be afraid of it. Because it's going to get flooded here. Next. Who are our partners? Who do we line up with in this? I'll tell you who we lined up. Jay Ortiz. Jay Ortiz, I called him and said, Jay, who do you know at EMS? I know Randy Webster, but he's way too busy. He's the main guy. And I sent him a text a week ago, and he didn't respond because he is just overwhelmed with the responsibility. And I... I I should have never sent it to him. But at the end of the day, Jay texted and went to the EOC with the leaders over there. He was there for about a week uh, for North Myrtle Beach. And a Paul McCullough called me and he said, what you got going, Shane? Jay, Jay called and said, you know, you guys could be of help. And I told him what we had and I, I gave him basically the lowdown on our facility. He said, my goodness gracious, where are you? I said, 2310 Highway 9 East. Where you can see the water from our back door, where you can see it. We're actually kind of worried a little, but we're right here, man. We feel within striking distance. He said, dude, that's awesome, because we don't have north presence. We don't have a lot of good facilities north of us. I said, dude, we're, we'll be all in. Just tell us what we need to do. He said, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna, I'll get somebody with you. So a lady called me, Kelly Kaminsky. She's from Catholic Charities. So we have officially lined it up with VOAD. And VOAD stands for Volunteer Organization Active in Disasters. Now, VOAD consists of the big boys. Now, these are the ones that I've been on the phone with. Every day at 11 o'clock, I call in. She sent me a code, the 1-800 number, and we sit there. And they do a roll call of who's all there. And this is usually who comes through on the roll call. So we got Habitat for Humanity, Shepherd's Table, the one in Conway. We've got Impact Ministries, which is right up the street here with Living Water Baptist Church. Todd Wood, he's been and done this already. We've got Horry County Emergency Management, American Red Cross, United Way, Salvation Army, Catholic Charities, ECHO, which is a world-feeding organization, a machine of disaster relief. Legal services to protect all our butts and keep us on the right page, hopefully. Neighbor to neighbor and God's kitchen. Now, that's from the corporate level. So we wanted to, as a church, be... Uh, we wanted to be with a group that's already seasoned to do this type of disaster relief. 
when the, the, the first thing that happens on that phone call when I call one is they give the EOC man, management report and they tell us where they think the waters are going to rise to, where, what's going on with the conditions. And, and my second day, it, was, it, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I actually cried after the meeting because it hit me so hard. They're giving, we're hearing, we're hearing the leaders say, we're not ready for this. We're hearing the leaders say, this is bigger than you guys can handle. Now, they're not talking God, but they're talking who we have right now with Ori County Management. It's bigger than us. They're estimating if the crest happens Wednesday-ish and it rolls down through at the elevations it's going to occur to, whatever it is, God knows, that we're going to have about 20,000 homes underwater. 20,000 in Ori County. So in that meeting, as he's saying, we're going to have 20,000, the FEMA guy says, now let me put that in perspective. I'm listening. I'm on mute because they tell you mute your phone if you're not the one on stage talking for that minute. He says, it takes 10 people, 12 hours to muck a home, M-U-C-K, to muck a home, to roll in, cry with them, get it set up, mud that house out, cut the drywall at four feet all around the house, spray the disinfectant, clean up. It takes one day for 10 people. Do the math. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's 100,000 people we need to do it in one day. That's what 10,000, he said. If we got 20,000, it's catastrophic. It already is. So because you're not affected, it's a blessing. But just know you're affected because if somebody comes after you, I'm affected. If somebody comes for CeCe, I'm affected. If somebody comes for Jason, I'm affected. Everything is affecting us. Margie and Mike, don't sweat it. We got your back. Drywall, piece of cake. Hey, be ready. Everybody got your back. The water's going to go down. Let's get it on for God, man. Let's get this on for God. Let's be this, let's be this quiet little church that don't really have a ton of presence in this community, and let's blow this place up. We got, we got, we got the best opportunity laid in front of us because we stopped for a minute, and we listened to what God was telling us, and he said, slow down a little bit. We need to just be calm and line it up. George has looked at me 25 times and probably wants to smack me because I'm going way too fast, and he's like, dude, you need to just calm it down. And he's right. But I'm saying, hey, Fappy, let's go. Get a move on. So it's a nice balance. Hello. So, so, but these, this is kind of what a look of our partners is. But that partnership goes a little further. It's each other. <laughs> that's, that's big. Anybody see that stupid Facebook video that Ashley put up? I'm on a fork truck with John's freezer on a forklift. Hey, it's not the best definition of ever, of each other, but that's what each other is. John, what do you need? I'm, I'm texting George at 3 in the morning. Waters are still good at the church. You know, we're good. He's like, thanks. <laughs> I'm waking him up. You know, but, but it's, it's powerful. You know, this is what we got to be. Churches across the county. We sure talk about it. Or country. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean county. I meant country. 
that to me is going to be the heaviest part I think we all experience as a church is when you see who's coming. It's going to be powerful. Brace yourself for emotional overload because when they start rolling in with supplies and equipment and, and, and all these people that are showing up that you don't even know, and they're going to be here, man, and they're going to sleep right there on a concrete floor with a little cot for four to five days, and they're going to go out there in the mud, come back, we're going to feed them, we're going to get to know them. That's what George means when he talks about hospitality. We are going to love up on these people. They might see Alpha for the first time, even if it's one video. There might be people coming that aren't Christian, aren't Jesus, aren't, aren't, aren't focused on this. They want to help. There's good people out there that really don't have salvation. Businesses. All of us either own one or work for one. This is where the resources fall in. But if we can do little by little by little by little by little by everybody, we don't need one big guy to come in. Now, we got the corporate sponsors through Terry Henshaw. He's connected with the Chick-fil-A's and the Lowe's and the Home Depot's, and he gets the... When we got these containers, I'm lining them all up. They got them from Elvis Storage right down there. I said, Terry, they're, they're 1800 bucks. You want us to pay for them, or I'm ready to... Me, I'm ready to go to my wife and say, hey, we're going to use $1,800 for containers. Terry says, perfect. Just give me the phone number. I'll call him. I get to the fork truck. I say, Terry, it's 1500 What do you think? Oh, it's perfect. Send me the number. I'll call him. Right off his card. Boom, boom, boom. The money will come to help. We have to commit to the hands and feet for our community. Go back one. I skipped one. And it is community. Everything ties together. I individualize the words so we can separate it all, but it really is all us. Because who here has someone affected or has been affected by this hurricane and flood? Every hand should be up. Every hand. Literally. Everybody had to evacuate. Everybody had to find their way back in. Everybody has family and friends. and Everyone's been affected. So there's, there's, there's nothing we can do except help. We have to help. That's our biggest partner right there. Hey, that's our biggest partner. Whom shall I fear? That's why we got to put down our emotions. We got to roll up. That's why I'm wearing short sleeves from here on out because I ain't going to roll them up. They're already going to be up. I'm looking at you, Andrew, because I know you're a passionate kind of guy. Everybody needs to be on board. I'm just... I'm not calling anybody out. I'm just seeing faces that I've seen here and I've, I know I could rely on. It's that nucleus that we formed here. There's something, something weird about this church. <laughs> we got the love of God and we got, and, and we're, we're really, I, the, the, the folks I've seen from the last storm, everybody comes together. But there's more coming, so we got to be prepared for all of this. Thank you, God, for being our biggest partner. Next slide. Then we switch it over to restoration from refocus. Next slide. 
another beginning. Every end is a beginning, right? Every process, it ends. Review it. React to it. New beginning. Refocus. New beginning. We're done focus. We got the plan. Then we go for restoration. New beginning. And the restoration, oh, what a word that is. The biggest opportunity to witness Christ. That's rest that, that right there defines the word restor restoration. That's it. The food's going to come. Like I said, the food's going to come. The pallets are going to come. Everybody's going to come. Oh, great. And that was wonderful. And, and I'm heart, really am, because that's what we're gearing up for now is to get all the loads and situated. But that is the precedent. Go back. That, go back. That is the precedent. Don't be mistaken. Because the owner of this building said it's a cash cow. I love him like Christ loves him. But he's wrong. We don't have to make it a cash cow. This is about helping the people out there. There's so many people here that do not have flood insurance. It's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. We want the water and the food to come first. Then we want the cleaning supplies to come second. But the guy I'm bringing and it's coming from God's coming up here with, they go into the rebuilding of the homes, don't have insurances. He brings truckloads of building supplies. This isn't just give them water and give them some food. This is bigger than that. You know, we're going to be that church that goes out and, and, and cries right there and hands them what they need to do to survive. But we want to help them build their home again. We want to help them restore. He gets loads. You go to a site, you know, and it's one slide I messed, John. It was the 180disasterrelief.com. But if you can remember this, go home today and go to your computer and go through his website. It's called 180disasterrelief.com. It's on the letter you're getting wonderful. Thank you. Cover, that's right. Good deal. Good. Um, next slide. Thank you, Jesus. And he's right. God's harvest, it's the best time. People's hearts are open. They're broken. They're hurting. So, but, you know, and, and we're just, this is, this, is, this is the purpose is God's heart. Next slide. It's true. It's true. You're going to run into, how many you think, George and Andy? How many folks out there haven't heard Christ or, or, or needs to hear Christ? That's that grand strand number that George was focused on how many years ago? 78%. might have grown, might have decreased, but it's real close. 78% of those people on this grand strand need to hear the gospel. And we're going to seize our moments with God, and we're going to stand up as Renovation Vineyard Church, and we're going to go after that. Next. That's it. Raising our love at first. We're geared up, though. Go on, Dave. And finally, in 2 Corinthians 13, 11, it says, Finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice. Strive for full restoration. Encourage one another. Be, one of, a, be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. So if we as a church can stay there, flip it back, and stay there, there's victory throughout this whole process. And it's not about what we do, although we will be hardworking at every level, in every 
every aspect of this. But God will do the work if we can stay of one mind together as a church. Everything else will grow. It's a magnet. Once we release to the media, once we let everybody know, I'll just share one more quick link to you. In our meeting, the first meeting we had, I had this whole list of what we thought we could do as a church. I'm a little fish in a big pond with the Red Crosses and Salvation. They're big players now. They roll in with semis. These guys are the big boys, right? That's why when you hear me say big boys, that's what I mean is the big boys. They get the little old me on the roll call. They say, Renovation Vineyard Church. I say, okay. Well, we as a church have about a 7,000 square foot building. We've got a, a lay down area in the back where we already have our container set up. We've got a forklift ready to go. We've got the front of the building. We've got shower trailers. I heard Salvation Army was feeding people. We've got a, a God's Kitchen coming down. They're the biggest feeding company. Privately, Christian faith-based, faith-based company that can come and feed 50,000 people a month. We've got teams from coming all over the country, and we're, we're, we're pretty much gearing up. We're not running out there right now doing the blessings with the water and the pizza right this second, but we're, we're, we're gearing up for the long home big hall. And a FEMA guy stops me and says, whoa, 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 who are you? <laughs> I said, well, Renovation Vineyard Church. Never heard of you. I said, well, we're gearing up, and we're in for the long haul. He said, good to know. Where are you at? I said, 2310, Highway 9. Learn that address, folks. 2310, Highway 9, because we've got East, Highway 9 East, Longs, 29568. He said, boy, you're right there. You're right there. I said, we're right at Water's Edge, sir. He said, my goodness gracious, glad to have you. Glad to have you here. Man, you guys are in a perfect place to go right out and strike close distance. I said, we're ready. We'll be ready, but we want to do it in the way that we're organized through BOAD. We, we want to do it the right way. What's next? The time is now. Gather your friends. Prepare to be tired. Open your hearts and be part of the miracle that's about to occur, folks. If there was ever a time we needed each of you and your family and your resources the most, it's now. And I'm not suggesting it. I'm asking you. As a friend, you can call me at 4 in the morning. I'll be there. I'll prove it to you. God willing. But this is the time where I'm asking every one of you. Now's the time. To be a part of what? Say it. That's it, man. That's all I got. Let's pray. Father, we just uh, we thank you for this opportunity, Lord. We ask you to... Um, Fill us, Lord God, and that Holy Spirit, we would ask, would come through every person in this room and just fill this room and flow through us, Lord God. Let us be energized. Let us draw to a focus, Lord. Let the next step occur, Lord God. Let that next beginning start today. We're going to stay after, Lord God, and we need just clear vision on all the talents, all the preparations that folks feel that they would be the strength and the strongest at, Father. Just magnify their gifts, Lord God, and expose them for their strengths, Lord God. I ask that you would just convict each heart in here, Lord God, to be the largest feet, bigger than Shaquille O'Neal's, Lord, and just the largest hands, Lord God. We have it to be. We just ask that you just blow this church up, Father, in Jesus' name, amen.
gearing up for we're gearing up for a three month lookout for for the restoration three to six months, and then it just depends at that point who's taking care of their own and who still needs help. But I just know one thing. I'll end it with this too, because from Hurricane Matthew, there's still people not in their house. That blows my mind. That's unexcusable to me. Knowing that now, I'm wide open, straight ahead. So we got to ask God to give us the longevity, the patience of Job, and just literally just muck along there, man. Put us, keep us in the mud as long as you want, and then get us to higher ground, and we start to read. It's just we'll know. We'll know as a body of Christ, us, when it's time to pack it up and, and everybody disperse. So I don't know. That's, a, that's, a, that's an open-ended question.